ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Racking and Racing. I'm your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. You're supposed to draw it out. <laughs> you know why? Because we are drinking the official beer of NASCAR. Natty Light Strawberry Lemonade. <laughs> I don't think that's official, but maybe officially for the summer. How about that? Hey, they sponsor NASCAR. Last week we talked about sponsors, supporting the sponsors. So you know what? We're supporting. We are supporting. We are drinking yet another week of Natural Light Strawberry Lemonades. I wonder if he's gonna, they're going to run that paint scheme again. They need to. I don't know. I still this. So, uh, for fans who are listening, we actually just got done with an interview with Vinnie Miller, and we were drinking these during that interview as well. So fantastic we, interview, by the way. Fantastic. So we'll uh, we'll have it on the show in just a few minutes here uh, for you to catch up with. But uh, fantastic guy. I cannot wait. I'm even looking more forward to the Coke 600 now. Yeah. Maybe go uh, sipping some margaritas on a boat somewhere <laughs> or something. <laughs> Listen to the episode to know what I'm talking about. But I can't complain. Yeah, and uh, it, it's funny. These came up at work today. Someone's oh, yeah. like, yeah, did you know Natty's at now have a strawberry lemonade? I'm like, hell yeah, drinking on the air. So funny thing is uh, <laughs> when I bought these the other day at the liquor store, uh, Frontier Liquors, a local uh, liquor store here where we live, I walk in there and I'm like, man, I'm going to look for these strawberry lemonade Natterdays, not the most masculine drink. Yeah, yeah. All right, so fits you well. So shut up. <laughs> so I walk in, very big, burly guy working behind the counter, and I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> You're this, hoping for I'm some gonna have to have this dude, you know, ring my those. stuff up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna think I'm a fruitcake or something. Nothing wrong with that. Just saying, he's he's gonna probably <laughs> question whatever. So. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Hey, there's only thirty pa- three thirty packs there, so I got it. I'll buy all three. Okay. And, no, just bought one. <laughs> okay. But uh, take it up to the counter. God, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And uh, he's like, "You had these?" I'm like, "I wanted to say no, but yeah, I had." Obviously, I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I think I had one the other day." I was like, "They're all right." He's like, yeah, I've had them. They're delicious. He's like, I drank like 12 of them the other night. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel better about myself now. <laughs> good, good story. Bottom, bottom line is uh, don't judge the book by his cover because, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, he likes fruity drinks too. Yeah, didn't your mom teach you that like when you were like five? No. Oh, well, your mom failed you. <laughs> Mrs. Lugs, you failed your son. But anyway. But yeah, go try one if yeah, you haven't had one yet. Don't judge a book by its cover. I mean – Vinny, our buddy Vinny, likes Twisted Teas. Yeah. Twisted Teas good. They yeah. are. They are good, yeah. Kind of sugar, a little sugary for me after two, a few. but These kind of are, too. This is like my fifth one today. Uh, and no. <laughs> what, second? Third, oh, second? I was like, did you drink something no. before you came over? Because I thought <laughs> that my, was the second. I, while I was driving over here, I had a couple. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I did not do that, folks. I'm not that. Well, okay, I am you that stupid. You mentioned <laughs> it last week, so <laughs> contradicting yourself here. Yeah. Don't do what the gas man says. Do <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, right? And now I teach my daughter all the time. Anyway. How's that working out? Teaching my daughter? What do you mean? <laughs> to do as you say, not as you do. Uh, 
so we've had some very interesting conversations recently, mm-hmm. my daughter and I. Uh, and she learned that her daddy's not an angel because I'm not going to lie to her. So when she asked me a question, I give her honest answers. And unfortunately, it makes me look like a dumbass kid. <laughs> like, what'd you do? You know, did you get in trouble doing anything like that when you were a kid? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And then some. <laughs> like, that one time in third grade, I lit a guy's garage on fire. What? Yeah. See, there's things that, did that daddy really doesn't. Happen? Yeah, it did. Absolutely. I don't know that I was, story. I was a horrible kid. I'm learning all kinds of things about you today. Yeah, either just... Shot your either, deer blind and... Yeah, either do my parents. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that my parents have no idea. I used to, like, just for shits and g- crap and giggles, I'm trying to be a different person. I was leaving today, and my boss says, stop the cussing on the air. So I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, uh... I used to, like, break in people's houses as a kid. And not, like, really do anything. Just kind of hang out, you know? Like, I, I, I was That's a bad kid. Do you bad know kid. these people? No. I was a bad kid, man. Bad kid. I had the cops call on me. I can't tell you how many times as a kid. I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. You got to remember that. And then Jesus saved you. Uh, Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I guess he say that. It's more like... Me growing up and looking at myself saying, what the hell am I doing? I remember in seventh grade, Bugs, okay? I was getting drunk every weekend in seventh grade for a while there when we weren't hanging out. I don't – do you don't, do you remember this? Probably Absolutely not. not. I never knew that. So I'm sitting in science class with Miss with Miss Han back then, right? You remember Miss Han? Yes. Yeah, how of course we did. Yeah, how could we forget? This fresh cheerleader from college, you know, brand-new teacher, and we're like 13-year-old males. Yeah, how could we ever forget that, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm sitting in Miss Han's class. I got my first C. And I'm like freaking out because the last like three weekends in a row, I was plastered. And I was like, oh, man, I got a C? Really? I got to change my life. I got to start making the choice to hang out with good people like lugs and not the people I was hanging out with. So at that point is when I made the choice to hang out with you and bless you with the luxury of hanging out with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I've never told you that story. No. Yeah, I made it a conscious effort to make sure I spent more time with you because you were, a, let's face it, you were a golden child. <laughs> I was just, you were a good influence. I was just locked in a house. That's, yes. There's a difference yeah, there. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go out and do anything. In the basement with chains, giving a bottle of lotion occasionally. What does Wild Bill say or whatever? I put the lotion on the skin or he gets the hose again. I was just a simple country kid <laughs> yeah. at home in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks watching NASCAR. Yeah. So, I mean, that was our connection was NASCAR. It is really funny because we were friends for actually a long while before we found out we were actually technically related. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, probably about a year maybe. Yeah. year and a half. Something six, like that. But anyway, it's still a while. Sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, we found out in seventh grade though because my mom was a nurse that traveled and she took care of your grandma. That's how we found out. I thought we found out in sixth grade. Anyways. Oh. I thought we were in Mr. Ball's class when we found out. Anyways. Anywho. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Think When you get really old, all the memories come fuzzy. But dude, I was such a bad kid. I used to go around like, and find cars with I think windows. you should stop giving examples. <laughs> Just shut okay. up. Well, this is my last one, okay? To kind of show you how bad I really was as a kid. So... I used to go to the gas station either. Good thing there's a statue of limitations. Yeah, I know, right? I hope. Buy fireworks, <laughs> like smoke bombs, like the ones that are like round. You light them, they like have a color come out of them. And they're like flame, like a two-inch flame before they would set off the color. 
So I either buy them, but if the person wouldn't sell them to me, I would steal them. Why wouldn't they sell them? Because technically, I was only like 10. Hmm. Try and buy fireworks at the gas station. Is that illegal? Can you not sell fireworks to kids? No. You can't sell fireworks to kids. <laughs> I don't okay. know if there's an age on it. Yeah. I don't have kids. I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, I would steal them when they wouldn't sell them to me. So I got them one way or another. So I used to walk around town and find people with their windows cracked for summer because, like, July, right? And I would light one and throw it in their car and just walk off. It'd be, like, almost like a Molotov cocktail with their car. I was never caught. <laughs> so hopefully there's a statue limitations because I never had anybody approach well, me about that. You just confessed to it, so yeah, but that was literally 25 years ago, <laughs> maybe 28 years ago. Hell, I don't know. I was nine, ten. You're crazy. Don't do what the gas man did. So I didn't tell my daughter that portion, but if she asked me like going further detail, I'll, I'll probably end up telling her about that. Thankfully, she's a damn good kid. And she has no desire to to create havoc or to do freaking stupidity acts like that. So well, anyway, now, well now your boss knows what kind of kid you are. Yeah, yeah. I probably told you stories at like a meeting once. Probably I'm not ashamed of it. It's my life, and unfortunately, I learned from it. Right? It's not unfortunately. Fortunately, fortunately, I you did. Yeah. Fortunately, it'd be I unfortunate from it. if you didn't. So anyway, let's just get on with the episode and actually talk about a little NASCAR. Why don't we? So, as always, start off with a, well, one of the beers from NASCAR, Natty Days, Natter Days. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not. Sneak into every device you can find and hit the subscribe button there, <laughs> too. Be, be like Gas Man here. Yeah. Sneak in and <laughs> break laws. And yeah. Or, or if you're really good at hacking, you know, hacking into people's computers and subscribe for us as well. We need all the subscriptions we can get. Right? Not that I would condone illegal activities at all. No, not at all. <laughs> so anyway, thank you as always, fans, for giving us a few minutes of your time. Uh, again, we'll have Vinnie Miller on just a few. Uh, we already did the interview, so we'll add it in here. But fantastic interview. Great, 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 great interview. Fantastic guy. Just a down-home country boy talking to him. It's just nice to be able to have a conversation with someone that's just not – Oh, it's almost like a casual conversation, not a business conversation. So that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into what people actually listen to us for, and that's some racing knowledge. Uh, so this week we're at the High Banks, <laughs> as a joke, of Richmond. <laughs> and uh, what did you say? I said brutes. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, of fun. Richmond. What did you think of the actual weekend? So, I mentioned before I like Richmond. I felt like this was a, a literally a typical Richmond race. Really? I thought it was a little bit better than what really? we've seen the past few races. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad you feel that way. To me, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it the ending. Positive, I think. Yeah. yeah, the ending was like, I mean, like every year we almost talk about Richmond's ending, it seems like. So, maybe not so much through the race, but at least the ending. Yeah. Um, Last year we had Keselowski and Harvick trying to battle up, you know. Keselowski, I was talking about the fall, the most recent Richmond race. Like, Keselowski was going to go for four wins in a row. Mm-hmm. It looked like he might have had it. And blah, blah, blah. The most important thing I want to point out on, on this race, Lugs, is that I called my fifth victory. You did, man. And I will give you props because when you said Truex, I kind of giggled. And yeah. And I was yeah. like, he's totally not going to win this race. Because yeah. as we all know, didn't have any short track wins. And this year's and not pulled, really been that great no, of a year. No, and, and I was questioning 
not Truex's ex's ability because honestly the guy could go anywhere and win a race and if it was a matter of time before he did win a short track but to your point he's not really wowed us this season yeah he's been there and he's consistent but he's not been leading a lot of laps so when you picked him i was like where in the hell is this coming from and, and, and why, I'm not why a now Turex, i'm not a big Truex guy I, mean, I like Truex, but mm-hmm. i'm not i i said at the beginning of the year i think he's gonna struggle so, but you you got lucky. You got a little bit lucky there because <laughs> we, we almost had another Martinsville re rehappen <laughs> there. Uh, and I think Logano didn't move him because he'd already did it once. Yeah. At Martinsville last year, you agree with that? Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think with Logano that. played Mister Nice Guy there and yeah, said, "All right, I I moved your ass last time. This time I'm going to be nice and and clean, race you clean." And he didn't get it done, but. Another couple laps, I think that Logano would have – Logano had the best car at the end. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. But that was a good ending, though, seeing him and Boyer and Truex all racing there and jockeying and trying to hunt each other down. I thought it was I thought it was a really good finish. Good. I'm really glad to hear you say that. And, and there's a lot of haters out there, man. On Twitter, there's haters – Everywhere and a lot of like I don't even I don't even get on there I don't even want to see it I just quit I quit and even people you would think that wouldn't hate it hated it and I don't know why they hate it so I I don't know so much they hated it as they were making the point to say what was so good about it and uh, it wasn't said well was you like, know what if if that if Truex well, instead the roles were reversed Truex was Chase Elliott everybody would freaking love the race God you're probably right you're probably right and the bottom line is I I'm a race fan. That had racing in it. Mm-hmm. It was a decent victory. It was an exciting finish. Was there not to like about it? Right. So Jeff Gluck's poll, I think it was a 70%, seventy percent mm-hmm. yes, which yep. is like what was it, like the fourth or fifth on the Richmond list, or maybe third. It wasn't near the top of the of the polled Richmond races. It was not. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, fifth, fifth, yep, fifth, fifth okay. of the seven that were polled. So it was so actually one of the lower ones. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But still, seventy is a really good percentage. Yeah, and and a couple people did up reply, and they're like, "Well, I'm assuming people are voting based on the finish and not the race as a whole." Well, okay, whatever. But that's what people are going to remember about it. Yeah, yeah. And so here's one takeaway from the race, slugs. Chris Busher, you mentioned him several weeks ago mm-hmm. about surprising you, but dude, he was running hell top six for a long time before he had issues that sent him to the back. But we've seen that at Bristol as well, where he's actually running really well as well. I mean, really, for being an underfunded team, being a Chevrolet, which we have seen Chevrolets not do so well this season, he's actually really freaking impressing me. And I don't understand why people, more people are not talking about him. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, and I don't know who's in the – who's uh, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the other – his teammate? Ryan Priest. He's had some good runs he's, too. Yeah, sure. So. Actually, that team, the whole team, I feel like, is one of the top Chevy teams right now, which is crazy. Yeah, honestly, that could be argued, absolutely. So, yeah, they're definitely not getting the credit that they do deserve. Uh, any other any other takeaways from Richmond? We obviously saw Larson have some some <laughs> issues, struggles continuing there. Now that did result as as a come from contact with another. Uh, was it Hemrick? He made contact with yeah. and cut the tire down. But you could tell Lars is getting kind of frustrated for his season. Yeah, he should be frustrated. Because, I mean, he he had the issues, came in the pits. When he left the pits is when he spun in the wall. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just kind of it sums up his whole season. 
pretty rough. But he's had speed, hot, you know, obviously not, not much as his teammate. His teammate is more or less, but yeah, exactly. So, he, but he has had it here or there, and just hasn't been able to capitalize. Um, what about you? What final takeaways from you, sir? I mean, I I thought honestly it was it was a better race than I expected. I I kind of I wasn't excited, but I, you know, it's not like I was dreading it either. But it it impressed me a little more than what I was expecting the outcome to be. So overall, yeah. I would rate it as a good race and. Yeah. 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 So let's go ahead uh, and throw Vinny on. And then after uh, the Vinny's interview, we'll go over our uh, standings and we'll go on rest of the news. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So here's Vinny Miller, uh, the fantastic, the awesome. You should follow him, Vinny Miller. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Is this the same podcast or whatever I was doing that y'all were drinking some beer from, <laughs> I think, Delaware? Uh, we were drinking beer. I can't remember where it's from at the time, but yes, and we are drinking beer right now as well. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so we can do this together because I'm drinking twisted tea. Yeah, <laughs> nice. which which nice. we uh, that'll be a great tie-in. Yeah, because <laughs> so yeah, I listened to our last episode and you said you like twisted tea. So yeah, it's <laughs> that's good. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. It's uh, it's still my go-to. Me and my puppy are sitting here drinking it together. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and get started then. Hey fans, welcome back. Uh-huh. We, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to do an intro real quick and then we'll get going. Right on, man. Hey fans, we're, welcome back. We're joined by the number 78 Xfinity driver, Vinny Miller. Hey Vinny. How's it going, mate? How's it going, guys? <laughs> pretty good, 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 pretty good. So, Vinny, last time we talked to you, uh, you had just made the switch to BJ. Uh, so what kind of, yeah. I mean, so I, obviously that was exciting news and I've been following you. I, I became such a big fan. Uh, wh- where, where do you feel like, are you feel like you're fitting in? Do you feel like it's been a very good success for you? I think it has been. I mean, the results are showing pretty well. Um, first off, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I think I am fitting in a lot better over there than I was at Johnny Davis. You know, it's nothing against them or their guys or nothing like that. It's sure. just I feel like I fit in better at BJ's. Um, you know, I get along better with them. I get better along or get along better with, you know, the whole crew. We have jokes. We get to go out and have fun before the races, after the races, you know, whatever. We just have a better relationship overall, in my opinion. And I think that uh, that, that really bonds the team better together, and that's why you're seeing, you know, better results on top of, um, more consistent results. We just get along better, and everything works out great. That's great. And I think last time you mentioned that you and BJ were, I mean, friends that kind of led to this relationship. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still good buddies. We hang out, me and him, and, uh, you know, my teammate Matt. We're all getting excited. Lake season's coming up. Uh, me and Matt are actually going down to work on my boat tomorrow and get it ready to roll for the racing season. And uh, other than that, we're just – Excited to get on the lake, and BJ's actually one of my best friends down here between him and Matt, and he's also a bad influence because he's trying to get me to buy jet skis. Oh, <laughs> that, that sounds expensive. Yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds fun. You can never go too fast and never have too much fun. So keep working no, on BJ. I... Keep working on him. He'll, he'll do it. Oh, he doesn't have to keep working on it. I'm already working on it. Um, <laughs> about 30 minutes before I called you guys, I was on the phone with uh, the dealership. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. 
Nice. So, uh, Lugs and I, we're coming down to Charlotte in uh, May for the 600. So, uh, uh, if you need extra guests to try those out. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want to come down on the boat and do guest skis, so let's go. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Yeah, when we talked to you last time, you were talking about being outside on the boat all the time. And actually, I was going to ask you if you had a chance to go out yet this year or with this funky-ass weather that we've had, if it's been kind of keeping you in. Um, I mean, we've had nice weather here in Charlotte. I just haven't got time to get out on my, on the boat yet because uh, the last people that serviced it left my cover off of it, and Uh-oh. it got soaked with water and killed all my batteries. And Uh-oh. I've just been oh, too no. lazy to go get it running again. Oh, man. Hopefully they took accountability for that. Uh, I haven't talked to them yet. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> too angry to go talk to them. Yeah. May, may uh, say a couple of choice words prefer not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about your uh, teammate, Matt. I just seen an article the other day about your guys' friendship, uh, teammate ship, I guess you would call it. Uh, it looks like you guys have become really good, really close friends. Yeah, I mean, me and Matt, we've been best friends probably for the past, you know, year and a half or so, I mean, we've been, we hang out damn near every day. I saw him yesterday. I saw him today. He was part of me trying to buy jet skis today and yesterday. Because, <laughs> you know, when all of our, whenever our girlfriends are at work or whatever, that's what we're going to do because we don't have jobs during the week. We're going to go down and play on the jet skis on the lake. There you yeah. go. There you go. Are, are you not doing the part-time gig at the fish store anymore? Um, I, I still do that, and I actually got Matt a job there, too, now. And, <laughs> nice. And uh, we do that when, we do that when we're not busy, and we do sponsor stuff in the mornings, you know, like sure. trying to cold call, get sponsorship, stuff yep. like that. And we try to go to the shop at least once a day, hang out with guys. We have our meetings with DJ, you know, pre, post, race, whatever, twice a week. So... Between going to the shop and doing that and then racing on the weekends, our off days are pretty much Tuesday and Wednesday um, in between races. So what what does a normal week look like for you? Tuesdays and Wednesdays and off day, like what are you usually doing on a Thursday? Obviously the race could be a Friday or Saturday for you. Like what's your typical schedule look like? Typical work week for me and Matt, I would say, compared to last year, for me anyways, compared to last year, is last year I never really had team meetings, um, never really did a lot of sim work and all that stuff. I only went to the shop once a day because the shop was, you know, an hour and a half away going to Johnny Davis's shop. So um, the typical work week for me this year is we'll start off on Monday, and I have my post-race meeting with BJ, uh, me and Matt both do. And then we normally hang out, shop with the guys, get a little bit of sim work in. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, we kind of just take our off days, enjoy our time, do whatever we feel like. Um, it's typically golfing now that it's starting to get warmer. We're going to be going on the boat a lot. Uh, Wednesday, same thing, you know, boat, golf, whatever. And then Thursday, uh, we're either traveling or we go to the shop for our pre-race meeting. And then we normally hop on the sim and do some sim work for the track that we're going to just to brush up on what we did on Monday. Um, And we do that, hang out, normally go get dinner with DJ. And then Friday, obviously, if we're not traveling or we're not already at the track, we're practicing. Saturday, we race. 
Sunday we come home, sleep, and just be lazy all day because, you know, <laughs> our bodies are only in a little bit of pain after the race. You're right. Got to recover. <laughs> Sorry, that's coughing there. I apologize. No, it's all good, man. So, with with talking about sponsorships a moment ago, uh, last time you know we we're talking about how JS Expedited sponsors you. So we last talked to you. I think it was like September twenty, whatever week it was. You made the announcement going to BJ. What? Have you added any more like personal sponsorships, or have you were able to lure in anybody else to be a big sponsor for you? So I've been working with uh, Pit Viper Sunglasses. We've been doing a lot of public service agreement deals. Uh, you know, where I put their logo on my suit and they give me apparel to wear and stuff, sunglasses, and that all looks cool and stuff. And uh, we have some big news coming out between me and them. Uh, next couple weeks, but I can't announce that yet. Sure, cool. Sure. But we're excited for it to come out, and I think it's going to be a good relationship. Uh, them activating in the NASCAR, we're going to make it a big deal, make them feel like part of the NASCAR family, and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, always bring in as many sponsors as you can. And I, I remember seeing all the pictures of you at the Pit Viper. They're, they're kind of unique sunglasses. They're kind of big, uh, full framed. Yeah, they're, they're very unique, and what I love about them is they're different. They're not like every other sunglasses, like Oakley, Ray-Ban, yeah. uh, you know, Maui Jim. They very all have similar. their own type of style, yeah. but at the same time, they all have the exact same style, whereas yeah. Pit Vipers, they're their own style with every style they have, and they're very out there, and I think it fits in perfect with BJ McLeod Motorsports because we've got our own thing going on with the Skull Racing, yep. um, you know, the tribal logo and you know just a very outgoing look to be in nascar and i that i'm the exact same way i like to be outgoing i like to look different i don't like to fit in like i like my own personality i like to show who i am so everything between me them and bj mcleod motorsports just it fits good it's a perfect match that that's great yeah. and i think uh lugs can agree to me with me on this but uh since we, we talked to you, you know, last year, and then we also talked to Tommy Joe Martins, we became pretty big fans of BJ McLeod, uh, and we, you know, try to follow them. I actually have a, one of the crew shirts I wear now occasionally. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So I just want to say your team is I, really reaching out to the to the crowd to try to get that that uh, fan base up. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys are really doing a great job with um, pushing for that. You need more merchandise on the website, though. Yeah, I, I do want to get my own merchandise line going. Um, I want to get some Vinnie Miller t-shirts made. Uh, I want to think of some cool, you know, like, saying that could go on that would be NASCAR appropriate. And then I also I also want to start my own clothing line, like, eventually, kind of like grunt style and all them. Like, I like veteran stuff and American flags. I think it would be cool to start my own, like, t-shirt line eventually. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the grunt line style has really taken off. It kind of reminds me of Black Rifle Coffee. I mean, just kind of like all that just kind of really took off all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Black Rifle's awesome, too. I follow both those companies on Instagram, and I love both of them. Yeah, I, I'm a huge gun guy, so I absolutely as well uh, follow them. And it's... Yep, I, yep, I'm a huge gun guy, too. I think uh, last time you were on here, you guys were talking about 
truck stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about truck lift, tires. Yeah, I drive a, and yeah, I drive a Chevy truck as well. Stuff, and yeah. yeah, we were talking about tires and talking about you were going looking at getting your concealed carry permit. Did you ever get that in Michigan? No, I didn't. I didn't end up doing it in Michigan. I did buy uh, three handguns when I went home over the winter, though. So awesome. I bought one, and I got two gifted to me. Well, nice. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, But I think I'm going to get the concealed carry down here in North Carolina. I can get dual residency. I live here most of the time. It'll be easier. So, <laughs> so Vinny, are you in, actually in Charlotte then, or like kind of in that outlying area? or Mooresville, Huntsville, Kanagas, uh, Davidson. I'm right in between. I'm right in between Mooresville and Huntersville, about halfway. Okay. I'm in Cornelius. Oh yeah. Oh okay. So, yeah. I I live basically right by Lake Norman, and that's why I like my boat, my jet skis. I kind of like live in the lake life. If I can't have property and go hunting and have, you know, my free time to shoot and do whatever, boating and jet skis is the next best thing. Yeah, man, it sounds like a damn good time. <laughs> I mean, whenever I get the time to go out there, I go out there. I, uh, I have batteries on my boat. I can guarantee you I'd be doing this interview from the sandbar right now because <laughs> it's a beautiful day here tonight. That's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful here, too. It's awesome. So talking about that, uh, right before we came on air, we were discussing that we were drinking beer, and you were drinking a uh, Twisted Tea, correct? Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, that's awesome. So we – we are actually drinking uh, the Natural Light Natter Days, the strawberry lemonade beers. Have you had one of those yet? No, I don't. I, I don't uh, stray far from my twisted teas and my uh, rum and coke. Okay. Actually, I think we did discuss that last time. But, yeah, uh, he's not yeah. a big fan of beer, but come on, come on, buddy. Okay, so, what kind of dog do you have? Dog out here with me. No problem. What kind of dog I is it? Border I got a border collie puppy. I've had him for about six months. Okay. Four months, probably. Yeah. Is he finally housebroken? Uh, he's been housebroken for the past two months, and he is very smart, knows how to sit, lay down, shake. He's a good little boy. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Does, does yeah. he have a racing name? A racing associate? Uh, yeah, he does, actually. His nice. name is Nitro. Nice. Oh, nice. yeah, that's, that's a great name, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, nothing uh, it makes me more aggravating than coming home. I have a, I have two massive dogs and find a gigantic pile of crap in my floor. <laughs> yeah, that's like the worst ever. Coming home from a hard day's work to a massive pile of shit. I have a, I have a, yeah. uh, a black lab that's really a big black lab and also have a uh, St. Bernard, so oh, freaking huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a problem for the first about two months. I brought him home, but now he's now he's housebroken and he's a good boy. Like I, I left for eight hours today, came back home, and he was good to go. No accidents. And do you, do you leave him loose in the go. house, or do you like crate him, or? I don't know. I just let him. I let I let him roam loose. I let him do whatever he wants. He normally doesn't even eat dog food. He normally eats whatever I cook for dinner that night. Like tonight, he's having barbecue chicken. Man, he's got oh, the life. Yeah. Does he go on the boat too? <laughs> oh yeah, he goes on the boat. Nice. He does whatever I do. He goes with me everywhere. He, I take him to the shop every day. Everyone at the shop loves him. I bet he's, he's loving life. Then. Yeah, that's a spoiled dog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I think- mean. BJ keeps his dog's people food, and they're 17 years old, so. Oh, well, that's good. That's a pretty, are, are they small dogs or big dogs? Uh, they're small dogs, but 
I've got a border collie at home that's 13 years old. So okay, so if they're small dogs, that must be Jessica's dogs because I would think BJ would have some kind of big like Doberman or something. No, believe it or not, they're both his. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think one's his and one's hers, but yeah, yeah, no, he he's got his he's got his soft spot for puppies. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all have a soft spot for for dogs that and definitely uh, brings a lot of happiness to our lives. Best friends. Oh, yeah. A lot better than co-host. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty sure BJ likes my dog more than he likes me and Matt. When he was still a little puppy and he could be held all the time, me and Matt were sitting there waiting one Monday night for our meeting, and BJ comes in and picks up the dog and walks out and talks to someone else, and we were just sitting there waiting. <laughs> Didn't even acknowledge we were there. <laughs> BJ sounds like a really awesome boss. Oh, he is. Me and Matt get along with him great. It's awesome. So you have a couple other teammates like Tommy Joe and uh, you have like, what, a AJ Jr. or whatever and whoever else? AJ Jr.? Yeah, so you have several different teammates. How often do you see them? Uh, we see Tommy Joe whenever he's racing at the track because he lives in Vegas, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we don't see him very often. And then um, Jay Jr., he lives in California permanently, but he's between here and there. So we see Junior whenever he's at the shop working, hanging out. And then uh, we see him at the track that he races at, which I think he's only raced once with us this year, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we, we see him pretty frequently. It's hard to build a relationship, though, if you don't see him that frequently. Like a Tommy Joe or something. I would think that'd be hard to build a relationship. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not too hard. I mean, I have a good relationship with uh, BJ and um, Matt, obviously. And those are, I mean, I want, obviously I want to have a team or a team relationship with everyone I drive with uh, week to week. And normally it's going to be me, Matt, and Tommy Joe. So. Me and Matt already got a good relationship. Me and Tommy Joe, we've got a good, you know, driver-to-driver relationship. We talk at the track. We all, all three of us sit down and talk about our cars and say what's wrong and figure out how we can help each other and uh, do our best with that. And then Junior, like I said, he's only ran one race with us, but he's at the shop a lot. He works at the shop, too, sometimes when he is in town. Okay. So uh, we get to hang out with him, too. Nice. So, like, when you go in the shop to work extra to help out, like, what are you usually doing? Are you usually doing, like, just mechanic-type stuff or is it more of just supervising? Like, what do you guys do to extra to help out the team? Um, when me and Matt go there, if we help out, it's normally on a Monday or Tuesday. We'll normally help clean our cars um, if it's needed. If not, BJ really doesn't like us working. He would prefer that if we're there, we're on the sim and practicing for next week wherever we're going. Okay. Now, is that sim like a iRacing based sim, or how? I mean, or is it like a like a proprietary like internal system? It's like an iRacing. It's basically iRacing, but BJ has all the upgraded Fanatec stuff um, and a really nice sim versus like what me and Matt have at home. Yes. So when we hop on his sim, everything feels a lot more realistic than okay. what we have at home. So we still practice at home, but getting on his sim really just helps us feel more like uh, realistic braking points, realistic throttle pickups, 
um, turn into the corner when it start on winding wheels, stuff like that. Okay, so it's more of actual like testing. There's not AI cars or other people on there when you're doing it, or uh, whenever we do it, it's normally just me, BJ, and Matt sitting in the sim room, okay, and talking and hanging out and just doing testing sessions on our own. And we normally have a little bet going, just you know. Do you guys run like the well, same the same setup uh, across all three cars, or is it a fixed setup? Or yep, we do a fixed setup, and okay. we see who can run the best lap. That would be fun. And then BJ normally just plays with us, and then me and Matt normally have a bet going on whoever gets fastest lap has to buy beer that night or something. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so. You've been knocking off some top 20 – well, other than this past weekend, unfortunately. But you've been knock, knocking off a lot of top 25s. Uh, like, is there anything particular other than your underwear that you have contributed <laughs> this success to? Um, I know my crew stands behind me this year. Um, we communicate a lot more between me and my crew this year. Uh, like I said, we have our Monday morning meetings – pre-race, post-race, um, post-race Mondays, pre-race on Thursdays. That's a big help. You know, just having guidance um, as BJ being a driver too and a team owner, that helps us out a lot. And I think I'm speaking for me and Matt on that one. And then the, um, you know, like I said, being connected with the team, all that just, everything put together that I just said right there makes my job a lot easier in the race car. Because I know to go out there, I know what my goal is, and I don't want to tear up a race car, and it makes everything a lot easier. And that, I think that contributes to it, too. I haven't tore up any cars this year, luckily, you know, knock on wood. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. With that being said, we're, what, I think seven races in this season now? Yeah. Nine. So, yeah. we're, so we've done... We've had the same car for seven or six speedways in a row, minus Daytona, because that was a speedway car. So each week, my team gets to keep working on the car, making it better and better and better. And that's that's a big contribution to uh, finding speed and becoming better every weekend as a team. Absolutely. How do you guys feel uh, you're going to perform at Talladega ne- next week? Uh, I, I think, I mean, Talladega is a super speedway. You know, for a team like, you know, BJ, Johnny's, all of us, you know, that don't have that super huge budget to work with, mm-hmm. uh, I think our main goal is to mainly just survive, ride around, and then at the end with 10 to 15 laps to go, uh, try to take off and see what we can do, but, you know, still be conservative with the car, don't be stupid and destroy stuff. I mean, I, I think we'll come out of there, you know, top 15 to 20th. Mm-hmm. I think I'd say it's play racing. It's fun. Yeah, I think you got top ten potential. Yeah, it's we'll, definitely we'll sur- surviving yeah. attrition at those yeah, tracks a- anymore. Absolutely. For sure. So, uh, so talking about that, do you guys have like a team directive? Like, if you're racing for the lead, you know, don't do not like bump each other. I mean, is there any kind of team directive, or is it just everybody for themselves? I mean, we have a little bit of a team directive. It's not really like said what it is, but. Me and Matt being good friends, um, obviously I care about where I finish. He cares about where he finishes, so there's still a competition side there. But if he's way faster than me, I'm not going to hold him up 
um, trying to pass me if I know he's going to go get three or four spots. And he's got that mutual respect for me, and I'm pretty sure BJ's got the respect for us too. Um, you know, even racing for a different team, and so does Tommy Joe on our team. If we're all racing together, and we know one of us has a way faster car, we normally just let each other by because mm-hmm. it, there's no point to hold us up. Now, BJ, we it, between me, Tommy Joe, and that, we might hold him up because, you know, it gets us points over him. So, but other than that, we normally all just kind of let, let it rip and go. Okay. For sure. Yeah, there's no point in, in slowing you both down if you're racing each other, so, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, so whoever's faster, we normally just let them go and follow them by other cars. So a moment ago, I made a joke about underwear. Last time we talked to you, you said you wore the same pair of underwear each race. Are you still in that tradition? <laughs> uh, I was until I lost my long fireproof underwear, and those, uh, those pink underwear, those are like three-inch compression shorts. So without them long underwear, uh, you know, you get a little bit of a rash with a race suit in a long race. Yeah. So you got to switch over to some six-inch underwear if you don't have those. <laughs> so I've been wearing some uh, tropical beach underwear. So that way, whenever I'm in the race and it's toward the end, I can think about the underwear I'm wearing, <laughs> and I can think about what I'm going to be doing on Sunday, which is going on the boat. Yeah, there you go. Get, he's got it all planned out. It's all about the underwear, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got a system for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So what? what is your favorite track that you like to race at? Dover. Dover? I got that coming up here. Yeah, that's a, actually, I like watching Dover. I mean, it's very high bank, fast paced. Like, what, what makes it special for you, or what do you like so much about it? I think what makes it special for me is last year, my team thought I was really going to struggle there the first time there. And it's a concrete track, and it, I was intimidated by it. But the first time I got on track, I'm pretty sure I was like 25th in practice. And the second time I went out on old tires, I only fell back to like 27th. And I went out, it was like my best qualifying run of the year. And everyone told me like I was going to suck there. It was one of the hardest tracks that we ever went to. And I'm pretty sure I ended up finishing 19th there. My first start there with the steel body car versus the composite composite cars last year. So it's just, it's a track that I can drive very well, even though it's said to be one of the hardest tracks we go to. It's just easy for me to drive. I don't know why. It's high, it's very intense, but I'm intense, but relaxed when I'm driving that track because I know how to drive it. Nice. So it just suits you. Okay. All right. And I think everybody has that one track that really suits them. But Dover is not one you usually hear often, though. No, not really. No, you hear, you know, Martinsville, Richmond, you know, Talladega, you know, for someone like me who can't actually race and just <laughs> pedal to the metal. And, but, yeah. So how often are you doing iRacing anymore? Uh, huh? How often are you doing iRacing anymore? Outside of the testing, obviously, that right. you mentioned. Um, I mean, it just depends. Typically, whenever I'm at home, if I'm bored, I'll hop on it, and I've got the Oculus, so it's really fun. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I'll I'll sit in my sim and I'll watch movies on Oculus because it looks like you're in the actual movie. Nice. <laughs> but typically, when I'm at home, I'll hop on my Oculus for probably about eight to ten hours a week. Okay. All right. What uh, what so, class are you in? 
like license, I guess. Um, I'm not in a, I'm not really in a class. I'm pretty low on it. I never really race. I don't like racing. Mm-hmm. I like trying to chase my test car. Okay. On practice sessions. The ghost or and whatever. I like to see like if I if I beat a lap, I like to reset it and play with setup, and keep trying to get faster and faster and faster, and see like how loose I can get before I'm wrecking every lap, or see how tight I can get before I'm wrecking every lap and then see how fast I can go and try to find a happy medium. Okay. And I like to just run that and see how I can do on race runs consistently. That's pretty good because every time I get in one of the iRacing races, just some jackass takes out three-quarters of the field. (laughs) That person is you. No, 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 it's not me. If I actually iRace, if I actually iRace, I play too too much Xbox, so that'd be one of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just in a race the other day, like two days ago, and on the pace lap, right before we go green, the guy up front who qualified like second turns around and just takes out literally half the field. It's like, what the hell just happened? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Idiots, man. Idiots. Uh, so, is there any talk of like a cup racing in your future? Um, I don't have anything right now that I know of, but I'm hoping that, uh, you know. I don't want to do anything cup starts until I get more experience in Xfinity. Sure. That's, you know, legit. That's that's good. It's, you're basically a season uh, and a fourth, right, in Xfinity? Because you had all uh, last... that. I'm sitting outside and someone went by on a motorcycle. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, I said, so you're basically uh, one and a quarter seasons into Xfinity. Because uh, last year was your rookie season, so in about a quarter of the way through this season or so. So, I mean, it's still a lot of opportunity to learn before you take a big step like that. I mean, I feel like if I made a cup start right now, you know, I could go with one of the back-running teams, and I could perform decently as well as most of them, or right there with them, maybe a little bit behind them. But when I make a cup start, I want I would like to have at least two full Xfinity seasons under my belt, or three. Like I, I have no um, desire to make a cup start between this year, next year, whatever. I would rather get two full, two more full years of experience, and then make a cup start. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it makes absolute sense. You see people that are sometimes you know rushed to make that start and then they don't get the opportunity again maybe so i think that's the smart way to do it yeah absolutely you're a smart man Vinny. yeah thank you i appreciate it yeah, i'd rather <laughs> make the smart move than the stupid move um it's something it's something that i wouldn't want to jump into and look like an idiot you know if i couldn't finish or if i hopped in it and i fell out of the seat or something like it's just something that I feel you need experience to do, and you need to be ready. And the more ready you are, the better finish you're going to get for whatever equipment you're in. Yeah, and, and there's so much competition. Do you really want to put yourself in that position to yeah, potentially exactly. look kind of? Eh. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I've been, I think that I've been really strong on this year compared to last year, is um being a last car whenever you're a last car and you know you're going to get lapped or whatever I feel like the better you can do keeping momentum when you're getting lapped 
the better you're going to do in the overall rates and keeping minimum speed and whatnot. And I think that I still have a lot to learn on that. I've been a lot better this year than I was last year. But I just need to keep going on that. And then, you know, in the next couple of years, I'd be a lot more suited to run a cup race because of that. You know, I think that's a perspective that a lot of people don't even think about. Uh, but you see people like Ryan Newman, they get all kinds of flag. But, hell, I mean, he's he's hard to lap, but there's a reason for that. Uh, I don't know if you're trying to go that strong with it, but uh, definitely have a plan. That's great. No, I'm not, no, no, no. That, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is whenever the leaders catch you, if you're in a very slow car, how to get out of the way but still maintain the Got, Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, be gotcha. smooth at moving yeah. over like, but also not you screwing yourself. Up, yeah. Okay, so in Xfinity, basically the best way I can put it is there's, say half the field gets lapsed lap just theoretically and you're a car that knows how to keep your momentum in traffic whenever you're getting lapped and trying to pass someone you might be getting lapped while you're still behind the person you're trying to pass but as soon as those leaders lap you drop down with them and you can sail by that next spot that you're trying to gain okay all right i'm with you yeah I mean, it makes sense again and it, but again yeah something that the casual fan probably doesn't really think about yeah the, the tactic there. Yeah, the yeah. More, yeah. More, yeah, and the more you can do that, the more spots you're going to gain, the more respect you're going to get. And um, that's just that, that's part of the game, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So, Vinny, what's your thoughts on all the qualifying debacles <laughs> that are going on this year? You know, um, with the, you know, time in the, the end of the stages and stuff. What, I mean, just what's your overall take on it? You know, honestly, I don't care. I don't ever break pit road speed when I come in. I don't break it when I go out. I'm not that great at qualifying, and I'm not in cups, so none of it affects me. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's one way to look at it. I mean, I, I was already pretty much following the new rules that they just set before they set them. Uh-huh. Whenever I know that I'm just going to be sitting at the end of pit road, I pull off either to the left or the right, and whenever it's time to go, I start my engine. And I go up to the yellow line, and when they say go, 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 I hammer down and go through the gears and get my qualifying lap in. Yeah. So whenever I get to the point where I'm actually good at qualifying and getting really good at qualifying or the point where, you know, I'm in a second stage round, that's when I worry about it. Yeah. Until then, I'd rather focus on my race strategy and be fast for the race. Yeah. So, I mean, technically the race strategy is a lot more important than qualifying, but some some feel that qualifying is just as important. I don't I – don't, in today's world, I don't know if that's the case or not. We see Kyle Busch come from the back all the time in a cup, so I don't – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, cup with that new package this year, obviously it's an aero deal, but still there's going to be different engine packages, high to low, in my opinion. So, it's – there's so many different perspectives on it. We can't even go into it without having a 10-hour conversation. Right, You're right, right. right. <laughs> so what are you doing for Easter? Are you going back to Michigan? I'm going to take my puppy and go on my boat. No, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, Easter's not really a holiday I normally celebrate. It's not worth a 10-hour road trip to me. Sure, sure. So... My puppy's about the only family I've got here in North Carolina, so me and him are going to go enjoy a nice Sunday on the boat. That's there you awesome. Go. Yeah, that sounds great. Did you get a chance to deer hunt I'm at sure all this? 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, I, I got the deer hunt this year. Good. But I didn't get to shoot anything. Oh. I did not have any luck this year, which is very disappointing because this is the first year I've not killed deer since I was nine years old. Wow. Mm. Wow, man, I wish I had that, bro. So. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I shot two this year, but before this year, it was kind of like a drought. It was rough. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. You'll have I that. Mean, yeah. This this year was nice. I I have an eight year old daughter. She went with me, so it was a nice experience for her. Yeah, I also shot my deer blind, so I shot three things actually. <laughs> <laughs> I probably never told that story on my lugs. No, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a whole different story for off the air. I was a complete freaking idiot. So, I used a uh, a ar pistol for deer hunting this year and uh, i forgot how short the barrel was and when i was looking out the scope the scope was clear but the barrel was not clear of my deer blind oh. <laughs> so i shot through the i mean blind. if y'all want a deer hunting story i came home one day and i just had a gut feeling that there was a deer in my bait pile at right after school so i ran upstairs when i was 18 or 17 in high school I grabbed my shotgun, and I ran back downstairs, and I hopped back in my Jeep, and I drove out to, the way my driveway is in Michigan, it's like a big circle around my house, and then I've got a barn, and that big-ass pasture out in the back, and I turn around down there, too, and I drove my Jeep down in the turnaround, and there was a deer there, and it started running, so as soon as that happened, I hopped out of the Jeep, opened the door, posted up on the door, just shot a slug and somehow I ended up actually hitting deer. Wow. Nice. Wow. All right. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> so. I don't have any good deer stories other than shooting the damn blind. That's not good, obviously. Yeah. Hmm. I, I missed the biggest buck of my life a couple of years ago by, he was like literally 10 foot from me and I missed him. Like an idiot, right? <laughs> we all have anybody that haunts has stories like that, unfortunately, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so do, like Netflix, you do you get a chance to watch much TV right now? Like, are you big on that Game of Thrones? Uh, I've only seen four episodes of Game of Thrones, so I'm not too far into it, but I want to watch it because I like it. But TV-wise, I'm normally like a family guy or American Dad type person. Yeah. What did I do? I just started that's watching. My alley. I started watching something recently. Oh, the Orville. Talk about Seth MacFarlane. I just started watching the Orville recently. That's pretty good. I'm not a Star Trek person, but that was pretty good. So there's one maybe to throw on your list sometime. And I started watching Rick and Morty. Did you? Yeah, I did. Rick and, Mor- Rick and Morty's a good show. Yeah, Rick and Morty's if, awesome. Uh, Big Big Mouth is pretty funny too if you have Netflix. I, Big Mouth is hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I've watched definitely watched all the seasons of I Big Mouth. Seen Big Mouth. I'm gonna write that one. Down. Uh, if you're into crude humor, it's great. If you're not like, or if you're like easily offended, don't watch it. It's a, uh, but I find crap yeah, like that hilarious. No, so, <laughs> I'm not easily offended. I like to watch whatever, whenever. I don't really care. So. I mean, Big Mouth, I think, is funny. I was actually watching something on Snapchat this morning about how it's offensive, and I was like, really? I think it's funny. It's hilarious. I, I love it. It's hilarious. My wife's like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> I was like, well, just watch and see. Yeah. 
Everybody's so easily I mean, I offended. guess it just depends on your sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they need more Rick and Morty, though. They need to hurry up and get the next season out of Rick and Morty. Like the first season through it, I think. How many seasons are there? Rick three. Three? Okay, I think I've watched most of the first season now. I don't know. Yeah, good it's, stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, which, one, which one of y'all said you had a dog? Uh, uh, we both do. Yeah, well, I I, I had the, the St. Bernard. Uh, Mr. Lugs over here has a, a dog named Dex Dexter after Dexter the TV series. <laughs> True story. Yeah. He's like a German Shepherd the mix. TV series, the Cartoon Network one or the Serial Killer? Oh, uh, the Serial Killer, the creepier one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not really creepier. I love that show, too. I've seen all of it, so. <laughs> well, you get, I usually get one of two reactions, like, oh, that's awesome, I love that show, or you named your dog after Serial Killer, what's wrong with you? So yeah. It's really strange. Every time he dates a new girl, he brings her over, and then they end up leaving, like, extremely scared because he's got American Psycho pictures, Dexter <laughs> Dexter pictures around his house. He even has a room all wrapped in plastic, Wrong. strangely. Yeah. That's, none of that's true. <laughs> I mean, I love watching those types of shows because I'm not worried about anything like that ever happening. Anytime I have a girl over and they watch that show, they're like, oh, this is scary. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. And I'm like, hey. Okay, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, I thought you were going to be like, hey, I'll keep you company. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I tell him that, too. I oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's your problem. I mean, that stuff just don't really scare me because I have a lot of guns. I know how to yeah. fight. And yeah. I've got training. So when that stuff comes up to me, I'd feel bad for the person in the other scenario. He was kung fu fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. If someone broke in my house, it would be a bad day for them. I think I only have, like, 75 guns in my house. <laughs> Uh, I don't have quite that many. I have you counted? Do you literally have that many? I I have not. Actually, I don't keep count. But if I had to make it really like a true guess, I'm saying it's at least pushing 60, 65. Good Lord, man. Yeah, it, that's a whole different story. I know I've got about 10 guns in Michigan, and I have at least 13 with me down here. So See? There you go. I'm on this whole building a new AR kick. I, like, cannot stop building ARs. I just bought myself a new AR for 500 bucks. One of my uh, roommate's buddies was selling it. Nice. And he had like 25 bucks in, or $2,500 into the gun. Holy. And he needed some quick cash, and he sold it to me for 500 bucks. Woo! It's a AR-15 300 blackout. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've built uh, my last three I've built all been 300 blackout. You came out on, all right on that one, then. Wow. Really? How uh, how far can yours uh, shoot? Like, how far can a 300 blackout shoot accurately? So, here, here's the thing. is I used that for deer hunting this past year. And a good 150 yards is a awesome round. Anything past 150, you start to push it a little bit too much for that bullet. Uh, but I both deer that I shot this year, first time I've ever had this happen, when I hit it, it dropped in its tracks. Did not run, did not attempt to run, literally died in their tracks, both deer. I became oh, a yeah. I became a huge believer in a 300 blackout for deer hunting at that point. That's awesome. good. Yeah, it's awesome. So I I built this little pistol AR uh, 300 blackout for my daughter to use because it's like a perfect size AR, like full size AR for her. Right. Yeah, but it's a pistol. It's really cool. She loves shooting it as well. So get your kids involved in the shooting sports. Uh, 
I don't plan on having kids ever in my if life. You, I was going to say, if you have kids. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you necessarily. Just in general, <laughs> the anybody who's listening to this episode, yes. Yeah. I think Lugs is in the same boat as well. He hates kids. I don't hate kids. I just, it's not on my bucket list. Damn little crotch goblins. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been with your girlfriend? You like getting married anytime soon? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Yeah, that's a pretty quick um, answer. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll go over that another time. <laughs> gotcha. No problem. No problem. Sorry about that. <laughs> She's probably sitting next to him. Great job, guest. Um, yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> didn't yeah, mean, didn't like, mean to pitch you on the spot. Dude, yeah, like, since since Daytona, so however long that is, I don't really know. I don't keep count. Okay. Daytona's nice. There's a lot of nice things going down in Daytona. <laughs> we were in Daytona last year. <laughs> so, got any pointers, Vinny, for us, uh, recommendations um, to do in Charlotte? We're going to be out there a couple days before you know festivities kick off. So, anything you think would be good for somebody to check out out there? Yeah, like like restaurants or places to visit. Obviously, you know, BJ's shop, if that's accessible, you know, maybe Yeah, we'll is, that, is that accessible to, or not Not really? I mean, it, yeah, it's accessible. I mean, if you want to do it, do it the right way and, you know, meet up with me. We'll go over to BJ's shop and then we'll go get some beer and go on the lake. <laughs> All right. If, if that happens, we will provide the beer. That'll be our payment. We will provide That's the fine. beer. All right. That's fine. And I will make sure to get Either like way. three cases of Twisted Tea. <laughs> all right. I might not eat, drink them all on the boat, but I'll drink them. That's that's fine. Take them home. Chill for the next couple of days. That sounds awesome. But is yeah, there like any, I mean, any restaurants you recommend or um, anything to stay away from? Like, um, like any. I mean, com- what kind of food do y'all like? Oh, I, I'm fat. I like everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything really um i mean if you're looking for like a good steakhouse i would go to 131 main they have a couple of steaks but they're all really good okay um that's right down the road from me okay if you like do you all like steaks and like meat and that oh, kind of stuff? oh yeah heck yeah all right so if you're into that stuff i would t- definitely check out chima while you're here it's really expensive. It's down in Charlotte, but it's a Brazilian steakhouse. If you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Fogo de Chao and all that kind of places. Yeah. He says it's called Chimo. Yeah, like where you get your little card. Yeah, where you get your little card. You flip it on red or green. Right. And it'll bring you whatever meat you want. Yeah. Those yeah. places are expensive, um, but they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah, it's expensive here, but it's awesome. So if you go on their website, I think it says they have like eight or 12 cuts of meat per night. I've been there like three times. And they have between probably 12 to 18 cups of meat per night. They have a big salad bar that's about the size of my apartment. And then they have, they bring you all kinds of stuff while you're just waiting there. Bread, bunch of fruit, and just all mm. kinds of stuff. Nice. Um, I, would, I would definitely recommend checking out that place. And then if you've, if you've never been to Charlotte, Fahrenheit is another good restaurant. It's on top of the Hyatt Place in Charlotte. And I think it's the 26th or 27th story. It looks over the city, and they have a really good menu as well. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're making notes here. I've been to Charlotte, but hell, it's been 12 years ago, 11 years ago. I went for work, but I spent a whole week out there. I went to a couple different shops and stuff. I mean, 
those are all really good, like really good expensive places. If you want some good cheap places, um, I can recommend Max Speed Shop. They have the best barbecue, and okay. that's about a mile from where I live. Okay. And then other than that, I would say the Blue Parrot. It's on Lake Norman. I normally go there by boat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's on the far side of Mooresville, but they have really good food. I've been there, and I've ordered several different things. Never been disappointed. Hmm. And um, they have really good prices and a good beer list and a good drink list. And then, have you ever been to a Duckworth's? Duckworth's is great, too. No, I've never even heard of it, I don't think. Yeah, it never. might be a North Carolina restaurant. Okay. I don't know. I'm from Michigan. I know there's two right near me, but they have, like, I think 200-something beers on tap. Okay, that's cool. A, that's a lot of beer. Yeah. I'm okay with just a Natty Light oh, strawberry like, lemonade. They can't bring it to you on a menu, so they bring you an iPad, and you get to pick what you want. <laughs> Ooh, that's wow. Fancy. Yeah, that's a... A little overkill, but hey, I guess that's a lot easier than putting it on paper. You said it was called Duckworth? Yep. Yeah, Duckworth. Awesome. All right. Cool, man. I haven't made this many notes in a long time. Awesome. Uh, so a couple last questions before we let you go for the night. Last time that you and I talked, we uh, talked about trucks. And uh, uh, yeah. you had me sold on Toyo MTs. And I disappointed myself, and I disappointed you. I got Ridge Grapplers, Nitto Ridge Grapplers instead. So I was uh, going, are those Nittos? Yeah, they're Nittos. Yeah. So my question to you is, how is those MT still holding up? Because you were bragging about them last time. Well, okay. So my fronts, they would have been fine. But whenever I first got my truck lifted, um, the dude that lifted it did not realign my front steering yeah so my fronts did not last very long but my rears on the other hand i have fifty thousand miles on them and i throw about twenty five thousand or i mean 25 percent tread line wow mm. wow so take that for what it's worth i've got about ten thousand miles on my new front and i'd say they still look brand new except for the dirt that's on them right right i was so, so i was ready to pull the trigger and then the freaking tire guy talked me out of it and talked me into getting the Ridge Grapplers. So, I mean, I was really pissed off about them whenever my fronts went out that quick. And then after I took it to a dealership and someone that had the list to get my truck off the ground and tell me what was actually wrong with it, like I got it all realigned and everything done. And I've literally put ten to fifteen thousand miles on my front tires somewhere in between there, and they still look brand new. And my rears, I've had since. January of not this past year, but January 2017, mm-hmm. and they're still on there. And I have 70, 72,000 miles on my truck, and I got lifted whenever I had 15,000 miles on it. Wow. So 55,000 are on the rears. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I think you said yours so, was a, you have a three quarter ton, right? Yeah, that's what oh, I right, will give them the, I do have one of my rear tires is starting to get a little bit low on air pressure. Like I've got to fill it up every few days, but still, yeah, fifty thousand miles out of a off-road tire—that's pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. No kidding. That's awesome. That's awesome. So next time you get tires, I definitely recommend those Toyos. They yeah. don't pay me, 
they did, but, you know. That's your next sponsor have you, opportunity. Yeah, have you ever reached out for a sponsorship opportunity with them? No. I feel like I wouldn't be – even if I did, I don't think NASCAR would do it just because – Oh, they, uh, they good year the good year stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess it really NASCAR is really not the best circuit for that. Yeah. Do you see them ever coming back with a where you can choose multiple tire carriers like a Hoosier Goodyear no. change? Yeah, probably nope. not. Yeah. No, don't, I don't see that. Awesome. No. Got anything else for him, Lugs? I'm good. Thanks for coming on, Vinny. Appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely think we took up way too much of your time, and I apologize. But we we really. Hey, Thanks. I, I appreciate talking to you guys. If you want to do another interview, just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I may take you up. I'll probably reach out to you about that Charlotte thing and uh, ask for a tour of BJ's shop. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you do, just get with Sandra and get my personal number, and we'll go on the lake and have some good times. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Awesome. Uh, any questions for us before we let you go? No, that's it, man. Awesome. You are you're amazing, Vinny. Thanks again for giving uh, the little guys like us some of your time, and hopefully you continue to get more fan base that you know listens to us and become respectful of you and your career. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks right. for uh, your guys' time. I Absolutely. Appreciate it. Have a good night, man. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was Vinny Miller. Uh, as the last time, very good interview. It's nice having a chat. Where it's not just NASCAR and yeah. very strange. I like the relaxedness of yeah, it. Yeah, down to earth, talk about other things. Yeah, Absolutely. he reminds me so much, I don't want to say of myself, but in a way, I mean, obviously he's probably much skinnier and more handsome than I am, but a younger version <laughs> of me, right? So you're saying you would enjoy talking to yourself? I am a pretty freaking awesome person, Logs. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would. So uh, anyway, fans, that's Vinny Miller. Fantastic guy, fantastic guy. Uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter, Facebook. Follow him on during the races. Follow the whole BJ McLeod team. They're they're an amazing team. I mentioned on this this show a couple times about like the customer service when I got my shirt. That situation. Yeah. Been nothing but impressed. Absolutely. Support, nothing but support the little guys. Yeah. I mean, we're little guys, right? Well, mm-hmm. not size wise, but our show's a little show. Why you give me a look like that for? <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even looking at you. I was still looking at pit vipers. Yeah, they're actually pretty badass glasses, man. I don't, I don't know how they would look on my shaped face, uh, <laughs> but I do like all the different color options. The, I, the way they're, the styles are of they're them. Very bright. The Some of them are yes. very bright. Yes, they are. Uh, should, but they're really cool. Those. You know what? Fuck, fudge it. I might, <laughs> I might get a pair before we go to Charlotte. Maybe. There you go. All right. So anyway, folks, that was Vinny Miller. Make sure to follow him. Okay, Lugs, that was Vinny Miller again. Fantastic interview. Uh, so let's talk about our fantasy points for the week. I mean, I think we should talk about them. What do you think? Sure, why not? I'm assuming I'm still eating. You are not, actually. You lying sack of <laughs> crap. Who okay. would? Who had a better week right. than me? You I are. Had, you are. I had actually, a winner and fifth place. Yeah, but you didn't take. You didn't take a lot of of uh, extend your points lead really. So we'll run through here and get you the overall standing. So okay. you had Truex and Hamlin, 89 points. Uh, I had Hamlin and Logano, 86 points. So three-point difference there. Uh, Jeff Stainhook had Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin for 71 points. 
and Joseph Adams had Harvick and Kurt Busch, 82 points. John Elliott had Chase Elliott and Eric Almirola, 36 points. Ouch. And Daniel Cameron had the same picks as me, Hamlin and Logano, 86 points. Eddie Greer, Kyle, and Kurt Busch, 73 points. And Jessica Mueller. I wonder who she picked. Harvick and Kyle Busch, 87 points. She scored two less points than you. So I had the highest points this week? You did. Oh, yeah. By two points. Extend my lead. Extend my lead. So, Jessica, you might want to change up your strategy because you're still losing points by going with the same drivers. But, 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 but. Don't give her any credit. But, but, but. Hold on. Hold on. I got to give her at least a little bit of credit. She's beating you. Okay, okay. For the second <laughs> week. For the second week. Hey, you know what? I went out on a limb and chose some drivers, and it bit me. Are what, you saying I didn't I go say? out on a limb and choose true? No, I'm saying she didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, true. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Okay. So you've got 690 points, 20-point cushion over Jessica Miller with 670. I have 630 in third. Jeff Stainhook breaking the 600 barrier with 602. Joseph Adams, 577, Daniel Cameron, 571, John Elliott, 567, and Eddie Greer, 362. That's kind of tight towards back. Yeah, so honestly. Do you think you can post that on Twitter and Facebook maybe tomorrow? Sure. Just just so the fans can know what what they're looking at right now? Yeah. Fantastic. So. Yeah, get us. Well, we're not doing picks this week because it's been off a weekend. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to choose winners this week. No one. Cha-ching. I score. You get 100 points deducted for that terrible joke. Ah, shut up. Penalized. Lug nut penalty. <laughs> Lug nut penalty. 100, 100 yeah. points. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, what kind of news we got this week? Uh, so, going into Xfinity, uh, the only thing I – well, a couple things I've seen is that Landon Castle is going to drive for JD Motorsports again at Talladega, taking the place of Ross Chastain for that one race. Really? Yeah. So I don't know the reasoning. Don't know. Cool. All right. Yeah. And and the other news is Tyler Reddick got a, a loose lug nut penalty, and his crew chief was fined five thousand dollars. You know, we made an error last week. We said that Kyle Busch was going to be in the Richmond race, and we were wrong. <laughs> oh. Okay. I thought he was. I could have swore I saw him on the entry list, and then it turned out he wasn't. It was a dash for cash race. So, so you just said we, and it actually it was you. Yeah, but you were like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. We totally oh, so agreed. You, oh, so now you're, you're putting blame on you me. You totally agreed. So <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. Other news? Anything in trucks? I don't have – it was an off week. I don't have any other news for trucks. Do you okay. have anything? Nope. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously we have actual, like, new NASCAR news. Yeah. So, Jimmy Johnson ran the Boston, Boston. Marathon Woo, over the weekend. buddy. Yeah. yeah. He finished uh, – oh, I have it written down here. He finished 4,183rd place, but out of 32,500 runners. That's, that's, I can't be mad at that. No, no, not at all, man. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. And I think Michael Waltrip ran several years ago, and he finished like 14,000th place. Yeah, I heard Kyle Busch was going to uh, run in it, but the local high school wouldn't let them in it, let him in their league. So, <laughs> what? His ears would catch too much wind. <laughs> Get it? Because he was racing in the lower series. Yeah. <laughs> NASCAR choke. Anywho, let's move on from that. Um, so, I also seen that uh, 
Speedway Motor Corp or SMI, I mean, reached out to Nashville, 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 like mayor, city council, <clears throat> trying to come up with an agreement to get the track renovated to make room for uh, basically a national series coming to the track. And the mayor of NASCAR, mayor of NASCAR, <laughs> the mayor of Nashville said no. Yeah, I'm not giving you money because they were asking for two million from the city to update the track. Oh, really? Yeah, that doesn't seem like very much. Well, no, two million from the city. There's like fifty something million coming from SMI. Oh, okay. So he's just asking for the city to donate or donate, give in two two million to help with it. Uh, but no. And there's a local town nearby the track called Wedgwood, and they've actually had like petitions and a lot of complaints saying that it's too loud at that track already. Wah. I mean, you're going uh, okay. You have to deal with a while. There's going to be a one curfew. weekend in the year. There's going to be a curfew. Exactly. One week. Just put. You know how much money revenue yeah. it's going to pump into your local exactly area. So just shut up. <laughs> Tell them lugs. Don't make me get up on my soapbox. <laughs> Pull a gas man. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> You're frequently on the soapbox. No, nothing ever gets me worked up. Um, other news? So the TV ratings, you know, we're used to ratings being down. Like last year, they were constantly down like five percent. Mm-hmm. So this year, the six races that like six races last year compared to this year that actually ran on the scheduled time, not the ones that were delayed. We're down 1% this year compared to last year. So the question is, is this a sign that the NASCAR fade is slowing down? Or is it just I hope so. coincidence? I hope so. So I think the good tell will be next week at Talladega because that's one of the key tracks that people watch. So I think if we're down 5 or 6% there, then I think that's going to be a huge negative sign. If we're down 1%, eh, you know, that's, that's ne- negligible. And in the recent years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I think it's um, definitely a good sign, right? I mean, we're not bleeding viewership like we were. So, and I think I seen this week that between all the motorsports series, that the Cup races blew everything away. I think the Xfinity series even blew away IndyCar. Yeah, but saying that IndyCar still saw a huge spike. In their race this weekend. So it went from 10,000 to 15,000 viewers? Long Beach. It was like a 70% jump. So you can make fun of them, but they saw a huge jump. So We, we had, don't talk about in, uh, IndyCar on here, remember? When, we, when we're dogging them, we do. I don't dog them. So, okay, I'm not really dogging them. I'm just pointing out the fact that they had how many viewers? Like 200,000? And Cub had 200 or 2 million? I, mean, I can pull the figure up if you want. I'm waiting. What's taking you so long? Fuck. Mm-mm-mm. I think it was Adam's turn. I seen him post it. Plus, oh yeah, we had we, you know everything was up against the uh, golf this weekend. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of hearing about damn golf. Tiger. <laughs> yeah, so tired of it. Okay, so. 543,000 for Xfinity Series. I don't know how this structure works. I'm not familiar with this website that I'm seeing it on. Anywho, 
Um, I will say this. Formula One had a disappointing result at the Chinese Grand Prix. What's Formula One? <laughs> I, I'd laugh if I thought you were joking. but <laughs> um, Let's see here. So, man, not even that. What did you? What figure did you say? 500,000? I, I say what I say what was it like two hundred thousand and compared Four, to four hundred thirty six average. Okay, and then I think Cup was like two million. So not quite to Xfinity, but um, it did increase a decent amount from last year. Three hundred seventy thousand average. So anywho, if you want to compare that to NHRA, I've got that figure as well. Nine hundred two thousand. Yeah. Cool. I just found it. Actually, that's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. So you have. Yeah, you have the Cup Series at almost three million, and then the next closest is NHRA, which did surprise me to be number two at nine hundred thousand. So you have a little over a million difference. So over a hundred percent jump between NHRA and Cup. So, anywho, as you've been saying for the last ten minutes, does it give anything on the Masters? I don't see anything on the Masters. That was just that's just a breakdown of motorsports. I can try. I mean, I'm sure it was quite a bit for the Masters because a lot of people watch golf, which I don't understand that at all. I could maybe see that one because it's for the Masters, but yeah, just to watch like every. So tell me what you know about the game. Masters. I don't know anything about it. I just know okay, it's the pinnacle, so, yeah. right? Like if I wasn't a NASCAR fan, I'd still probably tune into the Daytona 500 just because I, it's the crown jewel. The same way I'm going to tune into, I don't know, the Stanley Cup playoffs that are going on. I don't know. What sport is the Stanley Cup playoffs even in? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think you're joking. So, I mean, I know. I'm asking you. I don't it's think you know. Hockey. Okay, it's what? Did you just drop the – hold on, hold on. The lugs don't just Don't insult dropped? my intelligence oh, thinking okay. I don't know what hockey is. Okay. But who knocked who out Jeez. the other day? Jeez, man. So who punched who and knocked him out in the, in the game the other day? I don't know their names. Name one team in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> exactly. Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not joking, fans. Isn't that what Las Vegas team's called? What are they? Las Vegas what? Knights. Knights. Fuck. <laughs> Man, he dropped two F-bombs on this episode. What? Nuggets is uh, NBA, dude. Damn it. <laughs> hey, it's all right. go sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thirty-seven point two million. Damn. Thirty-seven point two million. Holy crap! Wonder what. Wonder what the fuck Daytona was compared to that then. Like a five point eight, something like that. Yeah. I've seen that earlier. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't think that. Crazy. If, if you had to put money, would you say more people watch the Masters or Daytona five hundred? Daytona five hundred. Yeah, me too. And they like blew it out of the water. Yeah. I never annihilated it. Annihilated it. So anyway, Lugs, uh, getting back on NASCAR news, the last thing that I have is that NASCAR approved a CBD oil vapor company, whatever, like to, to advertise to advertise one of their magazines. <laughs> In a ma- what was it? NASCAR scene? Who NASCAR, still gets that? NASCAR is called Roar Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. I've never heard of Roar no. Magazine, but... I've heard of two, NASCAR Scene, NASCAR Illustrated, both of which I don't think are even produce an actual magazine anymore. Roar. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on, what kind of news you got? 
That's I'm good. I got it. That's damn. You didn't have anything. I expended my sports knowledge and. Yeah, you did that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fans, as always, thank you for listening. We'll talk to is, you. Uh, one of them was sharks, right? Sharks. One of them, the sharks, San Jose sharks. Yeah, San Jose sharks. But I don't know if they're in it this year. But is it, before that, we end this podcast, that is a, that is a team, yes. Well, I want to say, well, why did that come just bust in my head? So I don't know because maybe they were like relevant back when we were kids, I didn't and a lot watch of people were like sharks. I didn't watch it then. You didn't watch it, but kids in your school, I'm sure, had jackets and stuff. So Bruins and the Maple Leafs are playing right now. Oh, Toronto and Boston, huh? Don't act like you know it either. <laughs> I do. I watch a little hockey, not a whole lot, but I watch okay, a little. Okay, who, who's the Flames? Calgary. Avalanche. Colorado. Stars. Dallas. Uh, you lived in Texas. I'll give you that one. <laughs> you probably have this pulled up over no, there. No, I looking my at it. You're looking at your off. phone right now. No, okay, yeah. This is called a beer. This is a beer. Don't listen to him, folks. He's a liar and a thief. He to- he admitted it earlier. <laughs> I, okay, I gave you that part too. That I did not okay, lie. Okay, so sharks, sharks. Hey, sharks and the knights are playing. Okay, see, I, I was right there. I just got the name wrong. Okay. Anything else? Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Just, uh, okay. All right. All right. Later, folks. And the checkered flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.